Ayo Mac, ladies and gentlemen. Where the love go? Where my lean at? Mean girls at? Lizzy Lohan, seven refugees from Iran and the Fugees and Lauren Hill. Stay still. She be late. She be on a date. All right, all right. Welcome. I'm a skate. Welcome to episode. Welcome to episode 35. Yes. And Avia. And this is Good Night Harlem. You guys know who it is. Midlife crisis episode. Right, uh, we just transitioned from summer to fall in New York City. It's gorgeous. And I love fall, it's my favorite season. Mine too. Oh my gosh, I knew we had something in common besides this podcast. Hello. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We got a lot of topics to cover as always, and so let's get right to it. And hyper good nights. We're going to start with Bette Midler. So, Avia, I'll let you take on this hyper good night, so start the show. All right, so we all know Bette Midler is... The one white woman that we just, we all fuck with. We got, to, yeah. a, to a certain degree, she said some things about black people and for black people. And she has done a lot more for our culture than Kanye has in the last three months. And she made Hocus Pocus. She was in that. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. That's close. But Bette Miller may have lost her entry to the cookout. <laughs> because she tweeted this a couple days ago. Women are the N-word of the world. Raped, beaten, enslaved, married off, worked like dumb animals, denied education and inheritance, enduring the pain and danger of childbirth, and life in silence for thousands of years. They are the most disrespected creatures on earth. And when she tweeted this, there was a bit of an uproar. Ah, And I don't know if she expected it, but... Hyper good night to her tweet. And what are your thoughts on it? Law. All right. So, one, I'm going to say this much. Uh, she took, she got this uh, quote from someone else. And that someone else was an Asian lady by, I believe, the name of Yoko Uno. Pretty sure that's who that came from. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's where it came from. I didn't even know that. Um, and that was something that was said years ago, and I think it was said in the 80s. Um, so, it was in poor taste. The message could have been delivered without saying the, the quote-unquote N-word line. Um, and that's as simple as I can say that. Do I think Bette Miller should be canceled over this? Not necessarily canceled, but I do think she has to understand... When she's saying that we're the N-words of something, that means that she's implying that black people are this lower form of being. Mm -hmm. And she's acknowledging that. And that right there is kind of sad. So I'm just going to goodnight her for that. I'll just leave it at that. You still support her her supporting us as much as she has in the past? Yeah, I mean, do your thing. So you don't write her off completely. It's not like a Roseanne situation. I didn't write Roseanne off completely. Some people did. I didn't. Okay. I don't. But I'm, I'm I'm more nuanced than that. Though. Yeah. But yeah. Continue. What about you? What about you? Um, I, I get I get her drift. 
Like I'm exactly. one. I'm one who can see what she was trying to say. But some people kind of feel like she got a little comfortable and thought, oh, black people are going to love that I wrote this. Like, I'm supporting them. I'm backing them. And I'm also backing women in this one tweet. I think the problem with what she wrote is not the N-word part. It's the fact that she compared women to to black women or black people. Just in general. And saying that women have the same level of struggle as black people as a whole. And that is entirely untrue right and i think once you do that you're basically trivializing any struggle that black people have ever had because in the hierarchy of things if we look at a white man what's going to come next not a black man it's going to be a white woman then what's going to come next maybe a black man but what's going to come after that maybe a black woman at the end of the day if you want to talk about women let's talk about black women but she can't do that because she's not black so i feel like it's kind of like the all lives matter thing. I feel like she all How lives mattered. She all lives mattered this. Like you took a black issue, which is all the things that she listed from y- Yoko Ono's quote, and she made it about a bigger part of the population, not just about that. And I think that's what she did. I feel like you take something and you talk about the struggles that we go through and now you're making it seem like, oh, well, this is equivalent to what women go through as a whole. Our lives matter too. Okay, we get that, but that—that's not what this is about. I, I, you, you made a valid, you made a valid point. I, I she generalized it. I can't say anything. You actually made a really valid point. It's not like we're comparing like the Holocaust to like African slave trade or anything. We're comparing what black people go through on a daily basis as opposed to what a woman goes through, and the woman could be white, Chinese black whatever and yes we do have our struggles as women but i'm sorry as a black woman i will struggle 10 times harder than a white woman and in that case her quote from yoko ono is incorrect so it's like save that okay all right so next topic the rock you know who I'm talking about, Dwayne, jo- Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Can you smell what the Rock is <laughs> the, the highest paid actor in the country. The guy who's been in the most movies and lately the most movies that have flopped lately. But uh, I'm a big, big fan of the Rock. Love him. Um, the Rock is, he's just, you, him and his production company have worked alongside, well, him and his management team has worked alongside Netflix to sign a deal. For them to create uh, the new a new John Henry movie, um, and if for those of you who don't know who John Henry is, John Henry is a black folklore uh, hero, basically. And essentially, there's been a backlash to this on Twitter uh, and in a lot of other social media spaces because when people think of John Henry, they think of a dark-skinned black person. And that's how it's always been. That's how it's always been depicted. Uh, and some of the commentary goes as such. Historically, John Henry's always been depicted as having a very dark skin. Um, Dwayne Do- Johnson is undeniably a black man, but not quite a dark black man. Um, legitimately curious who the target of this movie is meant to be for. And then comments go even further than this with them saying that this movie is is being created because he, John Henry himself is a universal character. No, John Henry himself has always been a character that was for black people and about black people. 
Um, so this makes a lot of these conversations difficult because this is one of the rocks uh, idols growing up. It was something he loved. And so that's why it was like a passion project for him and something he always wanted to do. And here we are. Obvious. So I leave this to you to start this off. Hyper good night. I'm going to say this, and this is all I'm going to say. Nina Simone was Zoe Saldana's idol. Does that mean she should have played her? Oh, she, uh... That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'll say this as a wrap-up to that. Jesus. They black, black-faced her for that role. That which is what but, which but, is what they would have to do for him to portray John Henry accurately, accurately, but as it, DJ Cal would say. Okay. All right. I don't care how much money you're putting down. I don't care how much of a dream this is. Make it legit. And just because you're putting money behind it doesn't mean that you need to play the role. What? Nope. Good night. I didn't expect. Okay, you didn't I didn't expect, expect that, from that. Me? I did not. Really? I did not. You thought I was gonna hype it? Yeah, I thought you would be like, you know, he's doing something for. He's doing something he's always wanted to do. He's putting. He's putting that story on the not the big screen, but the the silver screen. I feel like at the stage in the game where he is, where he like honestly, he's had the best crossover success. I feel like from an athlete turned actor, okay. and there's been a lot of hurdles that he's had to overcome that none of us will ever know about. And him knowing about those hurdles, I'm surprised he would make the decision to not cast someone of a darker skin tone, like Twitter was saying Winston Duke, who I feel like would be perfect in the role. Oh God, okay. Uh, and and why would you not take that opportunity to let someone else have the role who's more fitting? You can still back it. It can still be your project. Maybe this is a dream, but he's at a point in his life that he has so many other dreams he could fulfill. Like, this doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all. So, let me ask you this. And, and this is before I even give a hyper good night to this. Why did this one have to be about colorism? Because why John Henry be was dark-skinned. But why couldn't this be? Wait. This is why I'm asking this. Why does this have to be about colorism when essentially it's a character? And I am one of the people that's very clear about when there's characters put down, you can change it however you see fit. For instance, you're the same person that's okay with Idris Abba being 007. Me and you have talked about this. Mm -hmm. But you're not okay with him, a light-skinned guy, playing... Because 007 is white and it's supposed to be like, yeah. I don't know, from Ireland. Okay. So that's okay. I, I'm always going to defend. So that's okay, but this is. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, very good. All right. So no, I just I, want that to. No, that's correct. Maybe a double standard or maybe, it is. or maybe it's not a double standard. Maybe I'm just consistent in my view. My viewpoint is at the end of the day, I want black people to win. So. It, is, he not, is he not black enough for you? Because there's levels to like. black. There's levels to to the black character. That's and amazing. No, but there is, and that's factual. That's I can amazing. honestly say, as a as a light skinned person who has been somewhat in the industry, and I dip my toe in it. We have it easier. That so, is a fact. So would you have been? Would you have had the same energy if Donald Glover was to have gotten the role as Spider Man that they were saying that they wanted him to have? If would it comes been? to a black person taking a white. A, a, a role that was intended for a white person mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with that because so white role, people take this, roles from each other all the this time role is and we for need a black more person, roles and you're saying he's not black enough I'm saying instead of playing a character who's not 
accurate to the description of the character and skin tone is a part of that accuracy, Which why don't you like let someone else who this, does fit that perfectly, this, who would love this as a breakout role. I love that you're saying this because it sounds like the bigoted white people who say the same thing about the roles for 007 that say the same things about the Superman stuff. It's it's less about being bigoted it's, and it's more about knowing how the industry is. I'm also always going to be about giving people a break, giving people a chance. And there's so many talented people out there. The Rock can do whatever role he wants to. And this is the one he wants. This would be a perfect opportunity to give someone else who's very talented, who could appreciate the shine that they will never probably get. This he already great. has it. It's, all, it's called opening doors for people. So one end, she's like, he could do whatever role he wants. But... I'm saying he has the ability to. So uh, at the point where you can o open the door for someone else that's more fitting for that role, do that. Uh, with that being said, I am hyping this. Good for The Rock for putting a story on that I follow for my entire childhood. Proud of him for bringing this to life. Nobody else was pushing for this. He pushed for it. He got it done. And no colorism in this for me. Do your thing, bro. That's all I got on that. All right. Wow. Alright. Stay wowing someone's weird. point because it's not yours. No. I wow. Didn't expect you to have that kind of energy towards Oh, that. plot twist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um next subject. I <laughs> this past weekend, the UFC held, hosted uh UFC two two nine. So <laughs> their their lead fight was Conor McGregor versus Khabib. Khabib is the champion, and Conor McGregor was the underdog in this fight. Conor hadn't fought since the Floyd fight, which was him doing boxing. And people didn't have high expectations of him in this fight because, one, he's not the champion. And, two, when you're out of the sport for a little bit, it you're takes some time to come back. Um, on top of that, he got his largest payday, so nobody's expecting Conor to come back fighting, uh, you know, with some <laughs> emphasis behind it. What happened during the fight is Connor ends up tapping out in the fourth round, which means he lost. And directly after that, words were exchanged between uh, Khabib and Connor's team. And then Khabib jumps over the octagon to go get them, um, which is something that you could potentially get fined for, lose the belt, get stripped of something, or get your license taken away from that said state or area. Uh, and then somebody from Khabib's team went into the ring. Uh, Connor hit that person, and then that person responded and hit Connor back. Yeah. Mm. Now, I said all that to say this is being considered one of the worst travesties in uh, sport history. And the way that people are viewing this is this is the most unsportsmanlike thing that they've seen in years. Um, with that said, hyper good night to the way that Khabib and his team handled everything. And I want to start this because I have a, I have a little bit more knowledge on this. Okay, so I want to start you. this. My thoughts are, um, I'm going to hype this completely. I'm hyping them for everything that they did and all the responses and how everything went uh, for a couple of reasons. The first being... If you know anything about what happened leading up to the fight, you would know that Conor McGregor did a bunch of things that were not okay. Let's start with the fact that Conor went out of his way to disrespect not only Khabib's family, but his religion and all of his people. 
So Khabib's a Muslim. He lives in Russia. And therefore, uh, those are two things that you can easily make polarizing without doing very much work. And on top of him making that polarizing, he also uh, kind of got arrested in Brooklyn by almost injuring people that were a part of Khabib's camp and uh, in this kind of foreign vehicle where he notched the vehicle into them. Now, he ended up having to actually res- to get restrained and then the cops came and he had to you know go to court for all this stuff. And I think through all of this, all this stuff has been brewing and brewing and brewing and brewing. One of the things that Connor had said in an interview um, leading up to the fight was that Khabib's manager was, he insinuated that he was a terrorist because he was leaving for 9-11. And while he was leaving for 9-11, he had five passports with him the day of 9-11. He had five passports trying to leave from uh, Cairo and Egypt. Now, Egypt is a mostly Muslim country and him trying to get to the U.S. with five passports seemed a little suspect to uh, Connor. And so Connor insinuated that he was trying to take a plane and then do something with it. That is not fair by any stretch of the imagination. So when you say something like that, you insinuate that they're terrorists. I don't know how you expect them to respond to them when you see you in person. I just don't. You disrespect my family, you disrespect my religion, you disrespect my home, all these things. And then when I see you in person and I whoop your ass and then your team's still talking shit outside of the ring, I want them to keep that same energy when I'm right next to them. And then the shit you were telling, you're talking about people are terrorists and shit like that. So when they hop over that that turnstile, when they hop over that ring, again, keep that same energy. And Connor did. Connor hit him. And then when you hit him, then you see the guy two-piece Connor. Like, I'm like, well. So... I'm hyped for that. I thought the two-piecing came without Connor's knowledge. Because no. when I saw it, the guy jumped over, and Connor wasn't even facing him, and then he punched him, and he turned around. No. No? No. It all happened so fast. All I was thinking was, it's about to be a girl fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what in the Bad Girls Club is this going on? I didn't even watch the fight. I only saw the clips. Um, I'm going to hype it as well. That's defamation of character. You sitting there talking about someone's a terrorist? Yeah, that is, is super low. It's that's super that's low. defamation of character. In it. And like we, we already live in a country where, where a lot of people look as Muslims as terrorists. That's and if you have um, that is a, a head covering or anything, or you have facial hair, or you, you look Middle Eastern, all of a sudden it's a problem. So he needs to keep that energy in Ireland or wherever he's from. <laughs> we don't need that over here. We already got our own problems. Um, <laughs> we are we have Connor as a president already, so we don't need <laughs> right, right. So I agree with you. I think that you want to talk all that smack. You want to talk about someone's religion. You want to talk about who they are as a person and who they're not. Don't expect nothing to happen to you. And I think it just got to a point where Fact. the rice was just boiling over. <laughs> <laughs> Like he couldn't take it anymore. He's like, "Look, I already whooped your ass." So, oh, your team wants more of this heat. They I, think I I'm think, not about that I life. I'll show them I'm about Connor's that life. Team shouldn't have been yelling into the ring after he lost. I think Connor's team thought they were safe, 
And, that's true. <laughs> and that's why they did it. They're like, well, that's we're not point. in the ring, so we're going to say everything from outside the club. Yeah, and then they expect nobody, him to come outside yeah. the club and pop off the same way he popped off inside the club. And so that's when I, I just, I'm, I'm a good night. Anyone who got hurt that wasn't supposed to. Can I tell you the funniest part about all of this, though? Khabib's father released a statement and then spoke directly into uh, spoke directly to reporters. He's like, that was an embarrassment what my son did after that fight. I don't care what he said. It's one thing to do what we do inside of the ring, but it's another thing when he has to address me when he gets home. And then he flat Damn, out was he just about like, to get a whooping. Right. He flat out was just like, <laughs> no, Khabib flat out was just like, my dad's the only person that I'm afraid of. He probably taught him how to fight. So I... I was like, Damn. Dad's probably blaming himself for te- teaching them all those comments. I do feel like he getting his ass whipped when he got home. Hey, whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like that sometimes. <laughs> for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. <laughs> you know how that goes. All right, and those are our hype or good night. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, the next part of the show is Black Car Revoked. Black Car Revoked is when we talk about things that we unlike other black people, don't fit the norm on. So let's say all other black people like, I don't know, chicken? One of us would be like, I don't know. And that would never happen. Right, we both do. That would never happen. (laughs) Lord. (laughs) So with that being said, Avia, what is your black card revoked? My black card revoked comes from the fact that I, you know, it's because I'm African-American. I'm going to blame it on that, Okay. Um, I don't really care for Caribbean music like that. And you seriously want to say this on the big ass? Yeah, yeah. I don't New- care. Okay. I don't. For care. those of you who don't know, I'm I'm not trying to cut. I'm I'm hubby. New- I don't second. care. We live in New York City. I don't care. D- Wait, you serious though? When I leave New York, I'm still gonna feel this way. <laughs> all you can't say. I'm not saying all. Okay. I'm just saying you'll never catch me at a Caribbean party. Like if I know why. Cause I can't. I can only Scooby Doo for so long. Like I just. What the fuck is Scooby yeah. Doo? What's that? See even now, if, see now. Why if the you fuck knew, did you just say? If you knew, I can only Scooby Doo. They know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you obviously don't know. Um, I'm not into Soka Brainwash. I'm not into Caravana. Like I don't really have a want to ever go to a carnival in Toronto or Trinidad. Like I think it's great. I think it looks fun, but. I personally would never have Why? a want or designer, designer, desire, yeah, a designer, desire to go and participate. But why? You don't. You just admit that it seems not, fun. It seems fun looking at it and seeing the pictures and experiencing it, it from afar through social media. I first of all, those outfits cost more than rent money. Up to fifteen, up to fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, okay. It that's, could be that's nothing to, to wear for one day. It could be and have another one for another day, and then have another one. For, you gotta go for the whole week. So you're basically spending 10k for outfits alone, not including you're your not flight. Not spending 10k. For okay, well you're a man, so you don't have to pay for feathers and stuff. No, <laughs> one of my friends is going to uh, Trinidad mm-hmm. this this year in February, and she just talked about how this much year money in she. February. Sorry, this next this upcoming one. Okay. She's going in February, and she talked about how much she spent. She spent like fourteen sixty. And for you get one to outfit, that, you get to wear that the, the whole time. I'm not into it. I'm not into it. I okay, can't. So I can't if, do a whole trip the with away? the same music. I'm not into the music. Like I like some songs, but I will never. Could be you a- go to Grits and Biscuits back to back? If it was a back to back Grits and Biscuits, and you can go. No, nah, I'd be. I'd be tired of it. Okay, very good. 
But my thing is, if I don't like the music enough to go to one party, I'm not gonna do a whole back to back like Juve. I, I just like I'm I'm not into the whole thing. All the all the West Indian men in New York don't talk to Avi anymore. She's made it very clear I'm she fine. does I'll not talk to the African men. She does. <laughs> I don't care. Yes, all the Haitian men, please don't talk to me. <laughs> she does not mean that. She does. Yep, mean that. I do. No, <laughs> you don't. She's so fit. Oh, so it's okay She's, when you say on, it's okay when you say hey, all the West Indian men don't talk to Avi, but when I say, then it's like, oh, she don't mean it. Cause you don't mean you that. already cursed me. So what's the point? I'm just going along with it. You do not mean that. Hey, all my Ghanaians, all my South Africans, my Nigerians, Mali. Where where are you from? I don't care. Y'all can come holler. I feel like you're serious. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going along with what you're saying. Oh my you God. basically told all the West Indian men not to talk to me. Yeah, because you who says you're not you don't care about that's a part of their culture. That's, that's like some, fine. That doesn't mean that I have to enjoy it. Why do I have to enjoy what's part of your culture? I don't have to. Cool. Cool. Whatever African American things I got going on, you ain't gotta enjoy it either. If you're not African American, I don't know. <laughs> what, what, what do we got? We got insecure. <laughs> what do we got? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I appreciate the culture. This is not me hating or or disliking. I'm just saying it's not my taste. I'm not gonna wait. There's there's been times I've been on the train. And someone's sitting next to me with their headphones blasting soca music at 8 a.m. And I'm like, bruh, I can't. How do you do that? I'm still waking up. But that's that's their culture. That's their thing. I'm not going to hate on it. I just can't participate. This is the first time I think I feel as strongly as Avia did about, uh, you know, the fucking terrible ass biscuits that everybody should hate. Um, <laughs> And if you guys know what I'm talking about, there's an episode where I go and find the episode. You may have to listen to 34. Trash. (laughs) Absolutely awful. If anyone wants to at me because of my black car revoke, that's fine. I'm still African American at the end of the day. Yeah, and none of these West Indians are going to want to talk to you. Mm, That's fine. Holla at me, Nigeria. (laughs) (laughs) Ghana, where you at? Got that good jalaf. Got that good jalaf, (laughs) oh. I can't stand Avia today. I did not know this is where she was going to go. For real. No, she's not. <laughs> yes, I am. No, you're not. <laughs> you're so full of it. Full of John Off. You see, I would love to do a full episode. Which would you rather date? A West Indian guy or an African guy? African. Okay, see, this is why African. I'm not going to do this. She's just, she's trolling me, and I'm not going to let her troll me. You are not Takashi 69 today. <laughs> no. I'm Avia 11 you. <laughs> like, what? She's, she's trolling, and it's not going to work. Because okay. I'm not going to let it. Okay, let's move on. Now that we've gotten Avia's black card revoke out of the way, which I'm happy about, because nobody wants to hear anything about her not liking West Indian. Nobody wants to hear anything I have to say for the rest of the episode. They're going to turn it off. Seriously. I should just have played West Indian music at the beginning of this episode. I'm good, love. Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) You tried it. But instead, you play that African-American special delivery remake. 
African American. I'm sorry, guys. I think that's what Lil Wayne is. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. My God. All right. Next up, uh, let me get to the main topics. So, Avi and I both have things that we want to talk about. So, I'm going to start with my little bit of it of a, a topic, which could end up covering two things, but we'll see where we go with this. So I was in North Carolina for probably all of what, three and a half, almost four days. And this was over two weeks. Give your shout out to the city. <laughs> I went from uh, Burlington to, mm-hmm. um, to Greensboro uh, to uh Charlotte and one other part which I think was Rally? Val. Oh. Um now in doing so I had a lot of interesting conversations. Uh some of the conversations were in and around, you know, dating, uh relationships, marriage, uh other pieces of the conversation touched on religion, some of the pieces of the conversation even touched on um what it means to have a second language uh be english versus having your first language be spanish um so i want to touch on two of those topics so i first want to touch on the words that we use that we don't even think about in context because we're from here and this is just the way we speak um so i want to start with the language thing and here's where i'm going with the language thing. so my boy's wife is spanish and by Spanish, I mean she's actually from uh, Puerto Rico, and she only she she spoke Spanish for the first 13, 14 years of her life, and then she learned English. She's great though. In doing so, in doing so though, here's where a, a great piece of the conversation came from. She said at work, and I know I'm not going to put out a lot of her business, but she said at work. Something happened while she was just talking to another coworker where they were offended by her response to something. But it was a, di- a, a direct translation, so she didn't understand why they were mad at her. Somebody comes over to her, they say, hey, can you blah, 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 blah. She didn't hear them. She responds to them with, what do you want? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I told her immediately. How'd she say that? What do you want? No, I told her immediately. What do you want can be really, really condescending, and can be really like, why the fuck are you? What? What do you? What? What do you need? And she's like, no. What do you want is a direct translation. It's like, you know, what do you want? Like, I'm trying to help you. I'm like that. Not the same. Didn't say I'm trying to help you. So she says, well, then what would you say? And I'm saying, how can I help you? Is what I would have said. She's like, why would you say that's too much? I'm like, actually, that's just conversation. But I'm like, don't worry, because even in me being English is my only language, I don't really speak anything else. So I was like, it's still hard for me occasionally because somebody can come to me at work and they'll think I'm in a mood, even though I'm not in a mood. And it's cultural. And my response, because, again, it's cultural, can be something as simple as, yeah. Now, yeah, can have three different connotations to it. And she's like, no, yeah, just means yeah. I'm like, no. So if somebody tells me, I go, yeah, that's rude. She's like, so wait, just because you have something in your voice, somebody's going to call you rude. I'm like, do you know how most language works in the U.S.? Like, 
the way that you deliver any information and the tone of it means everything. And people can be extremely offended by all of this stuff. And so she was just like, oh, you guys are so sensitive. And yeah. I felt bad. I felt bad because I was like, you're right. You're absolutely right. There is no... We were taught to be this way. That's true. There is no... There is no right way or one way to say everything. Like, there's multiple ways to say it. The tenses that you say something in, the tone and the manner in which you deliver it, all these things affect the way people view the words that you use. So then she's asking me a question that had me taken back. She goes, so if you meet a new person and you don't like them, I'm like, okay, wait, how do I meet them right away? I don't like them. She's like, they just doing stupid shit and you don't like them. She's like, like if they're asking you for something, are you going to be nice about it? Or are you going to give them a tone? Or how do you respond to them? Like if they're like, hey, can I have some of your food? I went, oh, that's just a no. She's like, well, isn't that rude? I'm like, I guess. Is there a nicer <laughs> way to translate no in Spanish? No, she's like, she she's going, she's giving me this back. Like, yo, then you're okay with people looking at you as if you're rude? I'm like, I guess in certain instances. It's, you're okay with people looking at you like you're rude when you're when you don't care what they think of you. But if she's saying, what do you want at work? These are the people that you care about. That you know about what they think of you because you have to deal with them on a daily basis. But I've been at work and somebody's asked on my food and I said no. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's yours to say. I think people just expect people to be nice all the time about everything. Like, sure, you can have this, this. No, well, I pay for it. I plan on eating everything. I'm mentally prepared to eat everything here. So if one bite is missing, I'm going to fill that void. Right, that is true. That is true. Like, don't mess with people's food like that. That's but, crazy. But you don't think that comes off as rude? Because her point was, then you're rude to probably should, a lot of people. You should follow like, up with an explanation. Like, oh, I'm really hungry, so no. <laughs> like That would be the better way to do it. Oh, I know. All that. You said, I don't need to explain my no. You know what it means either way. Right, I'm hungry. The fuck? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? I think if you add the da fuck, it makes it like a little bit lighter of a no. I'm hungry, da fuck? No. <laughs> but then um, the the other thing that we kind of talked about while we were there is, you know, she, she's been married to my boy for years now. And so what she was asking about is like how dating is in New York and how things are. And one of the things that she was asking about, like, was just more of how how many dates before you really get to know somebody like how long before you cut things off is it extended period of time do you just let it linger or when is it just you're leading somebody on and it was funny because she's like you know as a woman she's like i know that there is a time frame that i'm like i don't want to i don't want the guy to feel like i'm wasting time or whatever right and i'm like oh i have a time frame and she's just like well how do you have a time frame i'm like wait so i'm not I don't get You're not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> this is a woman thing. We cut you off. You don't cut us off. That's basically what she says. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> exactly. She is. Um, which was interesting. But um she was she really was particular about like that time frame. Her thing was like I feel like we don't give people enough opportunities 
to like really get to know them. Like if you've only been out on three dates, how do you really know somebody? And like, did you give them enough of a chance to show themselves to you? I'm like, I know people that gives you five minutes on the phone and be mm. like, oh, I'm never talking to you ever again. Talk about it. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> for real. But for you, how long does that take for you? Would you Me? Could you potentially know in like that first initial conversation? Yeah. Or it's <laughs> one conversation. Like done. on the date? Yeah. Done. Yeah. Done. I can know. I it's easy for me to know when it's a no than if it's a yes. So Wait, if, what? So if I'm on a date with a guy and I'm trying to figure him out and see if, if we could be compat- compatible, um, if it's a no, a blatant, a blatant no, then that's easier to see than a blatant yes. So if it's not a no, then it's probably maybe. And that maybe is going to lead to the second date. If there is no second date, that's because I was sure my no. This ain't gonna work. <laughs> I, I think call, it's easy to tell when something's just not gonna work. Obvious, like I called Chief, he told me this ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Mm-mm. I'll easily not waste your time. You don't even have to buy me a second meal. I'm good. So what about you? I, I, I feel like you you could operate the same way though. I feel like you pretty much know if someone's a no off bat like when it's easy to tell well for me i've always viewed it as we have to have conversations so we won't even make it on a date oh yeah because you do the yeah we have you do a phone yeah uh, we gotta talk on the pre-screening we gotta get to know each other so has anyone never made it past the pre-screening stage yeah okay so that's so your pre-screen is my first date it's just uh we're actually seeing each other in real life and there's oh. an activity being had so we're saying the same thing um i my first date means we've talked we spoke i we get got that. to know each other i like, get we that know. but your pre-screen is equivalent to my first date yeah, where I, we're just getting to know each other so the fact that someone hasn't gone past your pre-screen phase is the same as someone not going to a second date with me got it and uh, I think the the only other thing that she kind of brought up that was extremely interesting for me, and <laughs> I get it, it was around money. So she was talking about how she's like, you know, I've dated men who didn't have their shit together before, right? Mm-hmm. And her thing was, she was like, well, the minute you get married, you take on whatever that person's debt is. Mm-hmm. But she was just like, Going into it, guys, especially in the South, they're they're kind of open about like where they are, and I was like, okay. So then she turns as far as their money goes. Yeah, like oh, just okay. open, like here, yeah, this is where I'm at. You know, I'm still paying back some stuff, blah blah mm. blah. But it's like transparent, and I was like, I don't think you get that in New York. Nobody's like really openly talking about finances like that for the most part. But what I did, what I did take from her though is, honestly. Are you really willing to take something like that on when you first meet somebody? Like, she's like, especially as a woman, she's like, I don't know if I can, I'm gonna be okay, like being like, oh, you're a hundred thousand dollars in debt, and I have to take that on with you. And I was like, wow. So she'd rather find that information out later, or what is she saying? No, she's basically like, I'd rather just not date you or give you an opportunity. Period. If I know you have debt like that, I'm just not giving you an opportunity. But I'm like, what if you miss out on somebody that you know? He fits all your all the profile, everything that you want in a person, trustworthy, all this shit. She's like, 
well, you ain't financially savvy to be my man. She okay. said, love don't pay the bills. <laughs> she said, what's love got to do with it? <laughs> she said, I ain't taking all your 100K debt. I want a house and a wedding, my guy. <laughs> but and then she was like, you know, women in New York will be even worse about this because, you know, they care about money just as much as we do because it's expensive as hell to live over there. So then I'm like, oh, I brought you up. I'm like, I don't know how she would respond to that. Respond to what exactly? The same thing. Like, if you knew what that guy's financial situation is, the background mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. would you be comfortable knowing that he has like $100,000 worth of debt? Maybe he went to college. You know what I mean? And he just has the debt from there. Are you going to be mad about that? Because then you have to take on that debt with him. I think I would need to know what the debt is from. That would change everything for me. So what if it was him spending money on a car, clothes, getting his stuff? Things that depreciate in value. Wow. (laughs) Or you need clothes. Because you need a car in New York. you need clothes. (laughs) You really need a car in New York with this 24-hour subway system. Depends on the person. Listen, if you're in debt because you have a car in New York, then to me, that's not being financially savvy. Now, if you need that car to go to your job in Connecticut and it's like a one hour drive there and back, okay, that's different. But if you need the car just because you need the car or you think you need the car, that's a little crazy. Because then on top of that, you have insurance. You have to pay for parking. You have to pay for all those tickets you're going to get because these signs are confusing as fuck. (laughs) And I don't want, I don't know if I want to take that on. (laughs) Just ride the train with me. Catch an Uber. Like, what? Now, if if you didn't know his financial situation, you just fell in love. Okay, that's different. You would get past it, though, right? I mean, I would have to. Yes. I would have to. Yes. Because it's hard out here for a pimp when you're trying to get the money for the rent. I no, hate her real. so much. It's hard. This out is here, what like... happens when we record after ten thirty. Like yeah. what? I'm a whole different person. <laughs> what? I'll be a two point No, honestly, it's really hard to find someone to be compatible with. And if that person really makes you happy, and then the money thing is just like one of the negative things about them. It's like if I found that out later, I would just have to be like, look, we just got to work through this. Because I don't know the next time I'm going to find somebody that I gel with like this. I already know that about myself. Okay? But if it, but I, w- I would say this much, though. Um, if you do love them. What about you? I, I was, I'm in between. Cause because you're financially savvy and stuff. Right. So, I'm, so I'm, if you I'm, met someone who wasn't I'm as financially savvy. I would say this much. It, when it comes to finances, I just can't imagine dating someone who didn't understand or respect the value of a dollar. What if they presented themselves to you in a way that made you think that they did? And then after you're getting with them and you actually have that that conversation about finances and you get into the nitty gritty, you realize they're in more debt than you thought. It, it, I think if they lied is when I'd have the biggest Oh, issue. they omitted information. Oof. Like they just never... St- they just never talked about it. They never spoke about it with you. It wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to tell him or, oh, I'm going to lie. It's just maybe the conversation never got to those depths. But you have been spending X, Y, Z amount of time with this person. You've invested. There's been years that you've been with this person. And then maybe y'all move in. Whatever the case is, you're taking it to the next step. And then you realize. I think it's tough. I think it's tough. I think if you aren't financially literate or understand the value of the dollar, then we automatically can't be together because I don't, 
I don't want to have to be the person that micromanages your money. You know what I mean? Like I don't. You wanna don't want to do be that. the person to teach them and inspire them. Mm, it's a difference between teaching and inspiring and being the person that has to be there as their like safety net. What if they just never were with someone that that gave them that guidance and they wanted to be that person, but now they have you. It's like that's all the more reason to like follow suit with it. And you saw that they were actively trying. Would you give them a chance or you just cut them loose? Savage. He's mm. really thinking over here, guys. I think I, I, I think it's hard because I don't know. I would have to understand not only their personality, because your personality is going to pay on this and what kind of ambition you have. Because if your personality is such that you just want to chill out and you don't care and you don't have any ambition to be anything what you beyond what you, where you are, I don't know that I'd be cool with it. So when is the right time to have that conversation with someone? Like really have a conversation about what is your financial status? Like what debt do you have? How much do you get paid? How much are you saving? Like getting all up in the business when it comes to the money. I think it depends on the person. But personally for me, like I would probably, I would probably err on the side of at least trying to know during that first year of dating yeah like for sure so you just bring it up randomly yeah you gotta you gotta like hit home certain things like yo i just would want to know like how how deep is your lack of knowledge when it comes down to finance that's what i'd be more concerned about like if you just didn't understand any of this i would be like or your priorities were off i couldn't we wouldn't last five minutes let alone well, a full could. year. You could last a year until that conversation. No. no. <laughs> your, your priorities are going to tell me everything based on your wants. Your wants will easily give that away. You can't hide what you want. It's going to be very like simple to go, oh, you went out and just got There's that. a lot of frauds out here. They're good at frauding. Shout out to Jersey. Um, <laughs> I'm going to shut up. <laughs> That was unnecessary. <laughs> They're coming after you. <laughs> anyway, what do you got on your topics? On my topics? What do you got? Um, I was thinking about cuffing season. Oh, you were thinking about cuffing I was think- season? I was thinking about the, the idea of cuffing season. I know I touched on... Um, I know I touched on the types of people that you should have in your roster or your starting lineup for cuffing season, but I think the idea of cuffing season in itself is pretty interesting. Um, I've never really had a successful cuffing season, meaning having someone that I want to chill with on that level for the whole season, like an actual literal winter season, and I want you all up in my space like that and vice versa. I've never been blessed enough to have that. What? Why are you, you looking saw, at me like that? Yeah. I okay. I have had that. I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. You know. You know who I've had that with. <laughs> but that was like it wasn't a convenient thing. I had to go to Brooklyn, and it just wasn't convenient. Like I've never had a convenient. Like I walk down the street to their house and we hang all the time. Like a local cuff, if you know what I mean. No, that's. You've had a situation that could have been that. A local cuffing? Yes. Really? 
I'm not going to do this on the cast. No, no, no. I'm trying to figure it out. We're not doing this on the cast. No, no. It's fine. You don't have to. I'm internally figuring it out. <laughs> and what happened with that? So you can give me Why a clue. Are we doing this on the cast? So you can give me a clue as to who we're talking about. <laughs> we're not doing <laughs> Anyways, like I said, I, I've never had a local cuff. So, um,. I don't know. I, I don't know what's in store for me this season. I think, uh, I think is I don't know. So, what was okay. that thing that we were talking about? Okay, wait. Let, let, let's take a step back. If you actually had a local cuff, would you still date? Other people? Mm-hmm. Honestly. I don't think so. See, this is... Okay. What? So... I don't think what so. Does, cause, no, because then let's let's talk about that's this. the whole point. What of does cuffing? cuffing no, wait, what does that mean to you then? It means to me the same thing that it means to everyone. It's the person that you spend most of your time with during these cold months, and most most of your time. Meaning you wait, wait, go to work, wait, you go no, to I sleep, and when you spend wait, wait, wait. time with the person, it's this. with them most. Yes. So for you, that means nobody else, just that person. That's the way it's supposed that's to be. I not. thought. Look, that's why I don't know anything about cuffing. See, this is the thing. It can be it can be somebody that when you need to be held, when you need to be crushed, they they're the cl- they're the crutch. That's what cuffing season is all about. They're like the crutch. You, when you need any of that, but it's that person. Like, that person is to the crutch. feel like something's there. You can have that. This is not necessarily a cut buddy situation. It's just someone that you feel comfortable enough around to spend that quality indoor time with. And I know I had a whole roster that I talked about in the other episode, but at the end of that episode, I said the ideal situation is to find all those qualities in one person. So if I found all of those qualities in one you person, had ten qual- see they ain't listen to this shit. What? It was like ten qualities. It was like five. It's like ten. It was like five different people starting lineup. <laughs> Is that too hard to ask? Was that too much? No, she did. <laughs> I'm my own. She did. But like, have you ever have you ever engaged in the whole cuffing season thing? Like, no, not like that. No. So what do you, what do you do in these cold winter months when you were single? Like, what were you doing? No, it, I I was never like the person that was going out of my way to like be like, oh, I need to be with you during this time frame. If we were together, it was like we were trying to figure out if we were gonna date, like, and be for real. Mm-hmm. That was what I was doing. Like, and if it didn't become for real, I'm like, okay, here's where you're we're a serial at. monogamous. No, I'm not even that because then I'll just stop dating forever. Like, I can go two, three years and just not be dating. Mm. So then I'm just buying. That's myself. a gift and a curse for me. How is that a curse? For me, I, I, I don't understand the curse in it. Okay, so the gift, what, what's the gift to you? You literally are starting to understand yourself even further. Okay, so the People curse. People have leaps and bounds of growth during time periods like that. The curse is you may enjoy that time period so much you don't even want to deal with anyone on that level because they're interrupting your flow. I don't do it that way. Yeah, because you found someone that's not interrupting your flow. I hate. I get it. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. That's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> that's the thing. It's about finding someone who doesn't interrupt your flow. And I think that even through cuffing season, I'm not looking for like a temporary person, but I would like to have someone 
where maybe possibly it can end up being something more, but I don't want to have someone just for the sake of having them. Like if they interrupt my flow, I'm just going to be alone during cuffing season, which is totally fine. Cause that's what I did last year and the year before that and not the year before that, but the year before that. Guess who's not fine with that? God. <laughs> who's not fine with that? Inner Avia. Oh, oh, God. Hi, Avia. I am your conscience. Why is my inner Avia voice so <laughs> deep? Damn. Hi, Avia. Mm-mm. It's not, it's not like that. This is your conscience speaking. Mm. What's up? What's up, conscious? Let's talk. <laughs> What's going on? So it's been a while for us. Mm-hmm. What are you doing for us? I'm living my best life. I ain't going back and forth with you. <laughs> That's the problem. You oh. need to go back and forth. Oh, no, I do not. <laughs> no, I do not. Drama free over here, okay? We don't play that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Even my inner voice would be like, oh, Kurt. <laughs> Did you want to touch on any other topics? What were we talking about earlier? I forgot. Remember? <laughs> and you're like, oh, we should talk about this. My memory's so shot. What was it? I got nothing. Oh, my gosh. This I is do. Gonna you should have you had me write down your thought. Like what? There was something you were writing down that you wanted to bring up. Did you bring it up to me or did you forget? Like I said, don't forget. No, I talked about everything. I oh, okay. Well, whatever I forgot, it's probably going to show up in the next episode, guys, because, you know, this is what happens after 30. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> after, okay. I mean, after 30 I episodes. Even... I mean, after 30 episodes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Very good. All right, now let's get to my favorite part of the show. The do's and the don'ts. That was good. But I don't you, even need you to put should it have on done there. that because you're Wait the Wait a second. I don't even need to put any pricing on this. I took a gulp of water right before that, so and it <clears> gave, excuse it, it me. It gave it an effect. It gave me clarity in my voice. Thank God for granting you this moment of clarity. Okay, Avia. Handle the do for these ladies. So with the do's and don'ts, uh, you know, we switched it up. We haven't done this in the past couple episodes, but we switched it up. Usually, uh, Law will give out the do or the don't to uh, ladies, and I will do the men. Not like that. Pause. Um, But we've switched it up, and so now we're going to be speaking to our own genders. And I'm the do for today. And my do for the ladies is this. Put some effort into what you got going on. The same way you put effort into your look, the same way you put effort into your hair, same way you put effort into your job, if you're interested in someone, put some effort into it. Because how else are you gonna flourish? I feel like there's a lot of women out here that feel like he's the man, he should show me that he likes me, and he should initiate everything. And yes, we all feel that way. But at some point, you're going to have to reciprocate that same energy. And I don't think it's fair to have the man initiate everything, whether it be a text, whether it be a, when am I going to see you, whether it be a, this is how I feel, whether it be a, let's do this together. There's a trillion things that we all like to do with the people that we like. And it's really all about just putting yourself out there a little bit more. Is that too much to ask? Yes. Yes. But we need to do it. Just do it. Like, 
at the end of the day, I feel like there's only so much you can lose. The reward is way better than the risk. And at the end of the day, you're probably going to stand out over all these other women out here that are not doing Jack Dilly squat. And that person that you like may actually show that same effort back to you. So why not? Do. Now it's time for the don't. Um, guys, um, I want to talk to any guy that's thinking about getting into a relationship or any guy that's been in a relationship for a while. Um, I've watched something take place over the past couple of weeks that is shocking to me because I have guy friends that are married, that have long-term committed relationships, and I've watched two of my guy friends botch gift-giving. Now, y'all know Christmas is upon us soon. Y'all gonna act like, oh, no, Christmas is so far away. No, it's not. It's not. On top of the fact that Christmas is upon us, um... There's anniversaries, there's birthdays, there's all these other things that we all have to keep it keep track of, right? Guys, I want to I want to be very clear with you. When it comes down to gift giving, don't get her something that you think she wants. Get her something you know she wants. Mm-hmm. Amen. I swear to you, your best bet is probably not to try to guess, but literally go to her friend if you need to, go to her and listen to her when mm. she talks. Mm. Because mm. essentially, what a you don't want to be that guy that has to buy her something and give her the receipt with it because you botched it. Also, it is not by force. She does not have to accept your gift if she does not like it. That's not how these rules work. Especially if it's something that she did not ask for. So... Don't be that guy. This holiday, be the be the guy you would want her to, to want be for you. <laughs> Jesus. And this, that's it. Just like that, that's our show. You should be hearing Wayne. Not Caribbean music. <laughs> you can catch us on SoundCloud. You can catch us on Instagram. And you can catch us on the Twitter sphere as well as the Google Play Store at Goodnight Harlem. Good night.